to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and I got the bad boys here with me. It's good to see you guys. Exciting times, man. Exciting times. Um, <laughs> let's just kick off first. We are still right in the middle of our big promotion for SummerSlam that's headed right here to Vegas on August 21st. If you don't know much about it, it's been all over our promotion. But uh, just to give you a heads up, last week we gave you a code word during Wrestling Talk. We gave you another unique code word during Three Count. And... We're going to do the same thing tonight, which you're going to hear Monday if you're not watching us live. And Tuesday for three count, you're also going to get it. And then that completes the four words. You should have four words total. Okay. And then you want to go to VegasBadBoys.com. It'll be an uh, option for you to go ahead and put those words in, of, of course, with your name, uh, email address, number, so we'll be able to reach you as you could become the winner of two tickets to SummerSlam that's going to be at Allegiant Stadium. It's exciting. Um, I think uh, most of us are going to be at the show, so we're we're getting ready for that, and we're going to be excited to see you there too. We thank everyone for listening. I know we might even have some new uh, listeners as well. Uh, a lot of people have been uh, – we, we've seen a lot of uh, new uh, people kind of showing up on our social media, liking our post, and um, – and even out and about, uh, thank you for just kind of tuning in for us, giving us a try, uh, t- uh, some time to entertain you for tonight, and we would do that, okay? Um, if you're on Facebook Live, jump on that because your comments, we want to be able to get those in as we see fit. So on Facebook Live, we know that we're live on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, we don't have access at the moment for those comments but if you're on Facebook Live, we do have op- uh, the access to that. So please jump on there so we can um, go ahead and read them off. So with that, fellas, let's jump right into wrestling talk. As always, we start with Monday Night Raw. It's usually 10 to 15 seconds that I say, hey, what's about the show? And everyone going, I don't know. <laughs> um, I will tell you this, while you guys are thinking about something on Raw, Something I thought was interesting. So Reggie, not this past SmackDown, the following week SmackDown, I think he was being interviewed right before he came out. And he had told, I forget the girl's name. Yeah, I said, hey, call me Reggie. Okay, I mean, you guys probably maybe watched that. That was two weeks of SmackDown. When he came out, I noticed that still on the big board, it said Reginald. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Reggie Reginald's the same thing, whatever. 
Then on Monday's Night Raw this past week, when it comes out, they changed it to Reggie. So I just thought that was pretty interesting that, like, was that their, was that them that made that change? Was that him that really made that change? And then they went through the whole process of just retyping that out. I mean, you you tell me, Matt. Was Michael. that him that made the change? It was definitely him. 100% it was him, as usual, for all talent. They make their own decisions. But, you know, yeah. Well, I, and I'm, I'm just, I was just curious on that because then the following week they, they changed, you know, they literally retyped it out. I just never seen something that happened out that quick. So, you know, shout out to Reggie. I'm a fan. I watch everything he's doing right now. So I, I just saw that and I'm like, hmm, that was a quick little change. Uh, hey, he's making a 24-7 title more than just a gimmick title, right? Would you guys say that? At least for right now, that's the way it's looking? Or you're just kind of like, I mean, I guess they're all props, but still, it seems like it's more than what it used to be. He's cute. His matches are cute. <laughs> that uh, that running flip into an atom, or, or, or no, no, running flip into a sit down, or whatever the fuck that move was, that was cute. Yeah, it's a cool move. Cute. All right. I don't know what it's called, but it was cute. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, other things though on Raw, what did you what what what, what um, caught you guys' attention during this past week's show? You know what caught my attention? Okay, and y'all can talk about it. Okay, uh, Goldberg must be feeding his son all bunch of eggs, milk, <laughs> bread, yes. fucking all types of protein because that little boy did not look like that a year ago. He looked like Stranger Things middle school. Now this, now his ass is he's starting to form some muscle. He he looked more grown than Dominic with Mysterio. He looked more grown. Well, look at who Dominic's dad is, and look at who <laughs> Goldberg's kid's dad. Why are you going there, man? <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, tall like his mama. <laughs> yeah, but he's something small like his daddy. <laughs> that could be taken out of context. Yeah. What else you guys got? I I, I, I was I was actually going to say I mean obviously the the thing that stood out to me the most was the main event. Um, obviously the the no holds barred uh, Nikki Ash and Charlotte Flair match. Um, the the fact that it was a solid fifteen minute match, which looking at the two competitors, you knew that it was going to be a, a good match, but they actually gave them time and let them tell a good story in the ring. And what's more, they actually put Nikki Ash over over Charlotte Flair. Holy shit. That's true. Yeah. They must listen to the show. They must listen to our show. Because I know I said it, and I believe Sin City Steve did say it as well, and I think you said it as well, in fact, that we don't have a problem with the gimmick of her being a superhero. We just want to make sure that she is still taken seriously as an in-ring performer because she is that good. Whether she would dress up as, you know, uh, a, a Crayola uh, superhero or if she was a crazy chick in the background of insanity, I mean, or of sanity. She, she's really amazing. And so I was happy to see that. Um, but that really promo. Amazing. But, you know what, Michaels? Whatever. But I was going to say that promo that Charlotte gave was great and i like how she immediately poked at the where she said the comment uh becky didn't sell out the the arena i did so i mean 
things like that always get me excited because one day Becky will come back and, you know, them little beats, they might pick it up and they might add a story to it. Who knows? Just saying. Yeah. Good points, man. What else stood out on one of the Nia Jax, Nia Jax got split open and still isn't famous. <laughs> Sorry, Nia, we love you. I love that new hair, though. You looking real extra cute. But uh, she got split Wait, open. But that was a good match, si- Simon, I got to ask. I- I'm totally just going to hijack this discussion. Is everything cute tonight to you? Everything is cute tonight. All right. I-, I-, I just everything. had to ask. I just had to ask. <laughs> Hey, it's nothing wrong being cute, you know? Unless you're just always cute. That could be a problem. Man, you got a point. Yeah. You end up in the friend zone being cute. <laughs> I try try getting out of that submission. <clears throat> right. Let's 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 talk about the real discussion about Raw, which is the most anticipated thing that I think I want to see, and that is Lily is finally moving by herself. Oh, yeah. She straight did the Undertaker rise. Dude, that could be fucking amazing. <laughs> Especially if she kills Eva Marie. Please, Please. Lily, kill Eva Marie. <laughs> You're not yeah, that'll, make the, that'll make the whole angle worth it if that happens. <laughs> Otherwise, well, no. Here's, here's the thing. Remember, Remember, Sci-Fi has the Chucky series starting up here. I think it's next month in September. So it would be a great tie-in, you know, in, in September or October when it starts up to uh, have Lily, you know, doing the same type of things Chucky's doing. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. But you know what would be even cooler if they had Lily do that is, you know, maybe in October. What if Lily had a crush? Now, now, now just hear me out here. Okay. Yeah, Chucky. Well, well, I'm just saying, what if Lily had a crush and it wasn't another doll, but it was like a male competitor and, you know, she goes after that male competitor and does the whole voodoo shit. I mean, I know it's a stretch, guys. I know Michaels is like, oh, that's, that's fucking a million dollars. Piece yeah, of that's, shit. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I, I mean, have her have a crush. Have the, uh, the doll have a crush. On well, not the a crush. Not a crush. A fatal attraction, will you? Just saying, things can go sideways real quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but 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 they need to do something more with that. I I feel like this gimmick with Alexa Bliss is going to eventually die. I feel like I've, I feel like it's not exciting at all. Boy, you are just fucking hitting it out of the park tonight, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not exciting. That was not the most exciting part of the whole night. Not even the second, third, or fourth. Lily is boring. She doesn't have no real fucking hold as far as storyline is concerned. Were you watching Raw? That was pretty much the second most exciting thing that happened on Raw. You had Nikki go over, and then you had Lily rise. Those are your two highlights right there, man. Everything else was whatever. Hey, Keith, Keith Lee can win a match against right. Cross <laughs> for whatever reason because they needed I, to have that rematch. I can't wait for the, the conclusion of this best of seven series that we're starting with Cross yeah. and Lee. Hang yeah. on. Yeah. Ali, Ali got a huge uh, hometown uh, crowd pop. 
you know, they were happy to see him, which I was a l- like, not nothing against him. I was a little shocked that he got that much of a reaction do from you, his hometown crowd. Do you like the team of Ali and Mansoor? Uh, I mean, they're kind of like Scooby and Shaggy. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? With the two, with the two Which ones, the dog? <laughs> Mansoor. Mansoor, definitely. Because <laughs> they're always tripping over each other and shit. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing now? Monsieur jumping on a grown man's back. What kind of shit is that, bro? You go in the big leagues. Why are we getting excited like that? That shit's cute. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. No, it, it, did you notice, obviously, you know, Ali gets the uh, the hometown pop. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he doesn't go over in his hometown. Yeah. Another WWE trope. Got to love it. Yep. Tradition continues. <laughs> You know, what's interesting, though, is that everyone's uh, bitching and complaining about, oh, they uh, cut all these NXT guys. And at the same time, you know that, um, you know, those guys got released and got a chance. They're going to get a chance to perform elsewhere. At the same time, fans are going to be yelling, boy, uh, Mason T-Bar should really be released so they could go do stuff elsewhere. So it's that weird thing going on of how dare they release wrestlers, but, oh, my God, they don't use these guys right. If they go somewhere else, they'd be amazing. They should get rid of them so they can go elsewhere. You know, again, can't satisfy anyone. And those four in that match are, like, they should all just be fucking released. Get rid of them. fuck's sake. Damn. Who cares? Seriously? Damn. Yeah. What the fuck is dick? What are they doing? What are they doing for you? Uh, I thought that they were 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 fodder for the tag well, team I mean, division. You might not necessarily care for what angle that they're running into, but they're still great performers. No, get rid of them. They are not fucking worth it. Get rid of them. Who, if who you're going to you get rid of Bronson Reed. Why do any of those four guys have a fucking spot? Well, because they're on the main roster and they're, they're not NXT. Cut them. Bring up some of those guys from NXT and have them job out. You know, th- that's what I'm saying. There, There is so much filler. Everyone gets so pissed off when, oh, they released this person or, oh, they're not using this person right. At this point, just fucking get rid of some of these guys. Well, I personally don't have a huge problem with uh, T-Bar and, and Mace, whatever the hell their names are. Um, I, I thought that they were kind of like fillers for, you know, the tag team division because it looks like, you know, they're getting that season again to where they're going to start actually doing some things with the tag teams like they always do for a quick little season. And you need some fillers. And I felt like they were perfect fillers. It's going to be a team of Mansoor and Ali, if you one, And then, of course, T-Bar and Mace, another. You know, they'll probably just be jobbing out. I mean, have, haven't you said before in the past that you need people to job out? Exactly. But at this point, get rid of some of those contracts on your main roster, bring up some of your NXT guys, and let them fucking work up there. Yeah, and they sense. can job out just fine. Keith Lee's doing a great job. He's doing a great job jobbing. Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that we sit here every fucking week going – yeah, raw, uh, right? And if you look at people on the roster, there's a reason we're going raw, blah, yeah. 
I don't care. Whatever you do with a guy like Ali or a guy like Monsur or, May, or Mason T-Bar, those guys are not fucking your, your stars. They're not worth the money you're paying them. So fucking let them go. Let them go elsewhere. Bring up some new jobbers and make it fresh. Because we saw the fucking same match last week. And we'll probably see the goddamn same match again. Steve just called out Cross and Lee. You know, they could have seven matches and it would be kind of entertaining if we didn't see the same. There's two things that those guys can do. That's it. That's what their matches are going to always be. Same with Mason, T-Bar, and Munster, and fucking Ali. So if, if you know, I, if I everyone's getting so I mean, offended by releasing people, look at the main product and go, hey, if they flavor that shit up, maybe there'd be some difference going on because not everyone is a fucking star. Well, I mean, at the same time, I think a lot of these guys are just not in, in angles that are, that are, that are interesting. And even so if you're going to be interested, you're you're gonna be interested okay. in Ali. I was interested why in would, Ali. Why would you not be? Why okay. would I not be? Why, when I mean, was I? You know what? When, when, when SmackDown was running that promo of him, Behind a computer screen, possibly pushing buttons. We don't know what the heck's going that on. Was exciting. People, people were interested in that. Mm-hmm. There was an angle that he was in. I mean, yep. you can listen. I take listen, listen, listen. Even the angle. Bottom we line, saw we saw hands. We didn't even see his fucking face. For all we know, it was supposed to be him. It was his body. But if they said fuck it, but the only they, why didn't they fuck it? Because it was Ali. I think the I think the only thing that you have is you could bring somebody up also from NXT, and they're also still not put into any particular angle, and they have matches, and they're doing the same Great. exact thing. But I haven't seen them wrestle so and so and lose. That's the point. The point is, if you're going to clear out your bottom half, clear out your top half. Bring some of those people up. Let them work like these guys are working, and then that's it. I'm I not see, saying you know. I see what you're saying. Ridiculous. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't know if that was if that would do if that would change anything. If if, 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 if you're still the people on the fucking show, well, we that, well, yeah. fucking matches every week. But I'm still going to be staring at the TV, going, "Why am I watching this?" <laughs> Even though they're new people. Okay. Great. You Wait, know. at least I'm not staring at the same fucking, you know. It, there just need to be some. Listen, why can't. I thought Raw used to be Vince's baby. Why have. Why, why all of a used sudden it's like the stepchild? You know what I'm saying? Why not we make Raw what the Raw used to be? They really because show. you have SmackDown. I don't. Yeah, you, SmackDown's the I A show. I understand now. that. But you, are you telling me that you can't do the same thing you do on SmackDown on Raw? Look, Impact, let me explain it to him. Break why it down can't to you? you? Wait, I, I'll tell you why. Because when you get to be a certain age, you get old. Sometimes it ain't, Raw just ain't better. All right. You're old for that Raw shit. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm just. Very cute. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I just got to get on. it together, man. <laughs> um, all right. You're too fucking nice, man. You gotta fucking say some of these guys suck. Get room. Period. I'm not. I'm well, not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just. My whole point is is if you're going to replace them with with 
for the talent that was just released and we get the same right. exact thing that we got now, then what's the point? Right. Because I haven't seen Bronson Reed fucking losing to so-and-so. I haven't seen Mercedes Martinez losing to so-and-so. But after you see Bronson seen, Reed... I've seen Carmella fucking do it for five years now. But now, now that you give Bronson Reed and Bobby Fish that now they have their seven matches like you have with Cross and Lee, you're going to be seeing the same exact thing. So we're then not, you, you're not fixing you switch, the problem. What I'm saying you get is fucking rid of you're them. not fixing you're the problem. you're already going to get rid of them, give them a main roster spot for fucking six months, play it out, and then get rid of them. You're already planning cuts. Hmm. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's move over then. So, look, we let's talk about, you know, NXT without going too much on the releases because that's going to be a part of our three count, and we're going to spend time on that. So just NXT itself, talk about the show. What What's some highlights on that? Uh, Simon Street, kick us off, man. Uh, I mean, some, some of the main highlights, obviously. Uh, continuation match, well, continuation what we've seen with Cameron Grimes and um, L.A. Knight. Um, they had a match against the Grizzled Young Vets. That was actually a pr- pretty competitive match until, you know, as we saw, LA, LA and I said, bye-bye, I don't give two shits about you. Um, Cameron Grimes, again, this is why I will say, I'm glad that I wasn't one of the naysayers that are probably eating their words <laughs> along with shit that they normally eat, saying that, you know, Cameron Grimes is just, he's no good, blah, 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 blah. Easy. Never gave him a chance. Easy. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm just saying it just in general. There's a lot of people, okay? Almost like could fill up half of Florida that said it. So, you know, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying in the sense that, he, he again, he's entertaining to watch. Say what you will about the man. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've been joining every week. That's what I look forward to for this NXT was seeing what was going on with that. And that match didn't fail. Obviously, he lost. Ted DiBiase came out, you know, the more you know, the more you grow. Money rules everything type of speech. Whatever the fuck you be saying every week. But anyways, um, other things that was kind of good, too, was obviously Hit Row. I thought that was good. That, that, that's starting to build pretty good. Um, hit Row a little bit. Uh, they finally got uh, Brandy doing, or his name, what's the name? Um, yeah, B-fab. Brandy doing, huh? What's B-fab. the name? B-Fab. okay. B-Fab yeah. is what they call it. She finally got in the ring and actually uh, put her hands around some metal and popped somebody in the back. So that was kind of cool because for the longest time, she'd been only holding records and signs and shit. And um, she can go. You know, I'm being honest with you. She, this, this woman uh, is no slouch. She, she's kickboxer. She's done, uh, I believe, Muay Thai uh, in the past. So, you know, maybe we'll see her get more comfortable doing something single career. But anyways, they're going against uh, Legato Fantasma. That's actually building up. Um, I thought it was really cool how... They took out um, Ryder, uh, which called uh, Swerve's mouthpiece, his grill. I thought that was cool. And the reason why I felt like that was cool was because you need to have something that's personalized that you're mm-hmm. taking away from somebody. Do you see what I'm saying? And and I like a lot of times whenever you build up a match to do something like that. Um, and this was a unique way that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they did this with the Usos and took their grills and shit. But they took their grills, and that's a personal thing. And so we'll see how far that develops with regards to that one. Um, other than that, I mean, it just was a continuation of, of different stuff that we've been hearing. Uh, you know, what's going to be going on with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai said, you know, how, how she really felt. Um, that was really decent. And, and, and um, you know, 
But the one thing that I will say without kind of running down everything that I really want to take the moment to talk about. Yeah. But I'm really, again, this week talking about the NXT breakout tournament. Um, I really do like these matches. And, and maybe that's just my strong opinion, but I really do like these matches. The one that I had today was Trey Baxter versus uh, Joe uh, Gacy. It was actually really, really good. And I'm starting to see notice that they're picking smaller guys going up against bigger guys. And I think that's kind of good because it's, you're, you're able to kind of show uh, uh, two things, strength and power, obviously, with your bigger guys. Um, and it even obviously more shows because they're tossing around little dudes. But then also, too, the, the speed and agility of these smaller guys. And um, Trey Baxter is another good one. I mean, he obviously went over in the match, but he was doing some really cool. He did like a 450 stump. Like, yeah. like that looked amazing. Now, I haven't seen a lot of people do that. I I've, I've never seen doing that. It, it looked amazing. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So, uh, th- again, NXT, from what I've seen, every one of these matches, I have not seen – I almost saw a throwaway match because so far we have not seen a throwaway match with these competitors in this break, NXT breakthrough, uh, uh, I'm sorry, breakout tournament. So it's really interesting to see how it's mounting up. The semifinals are here. That's going to start next week. And I'm excited. Do, do you guys have any picks that you see so far of who's going to be in the semifinals, who you kind of betting on a little bit? I'm Maybe sure not. they're all going to be released by Tuesday. So <laughs> Pretty much. Well, uh, th- one one person that was in the tournament has already been released. You know what? So it ma- yeah. We'll talk about that. But yeah. It, it makes you wonder why, you know, you go through that process. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, but yeah. the last thing I'll say with, with NXT, and I am getting more and more excited as we get closer to, to TakeOver. And a lot of it has to do with Walter versus Dragunov, too. Those promo packages they're putting together for that shit, and, and this is why I've noticed NXT's bread and butter is with these programs. Have you not noticed every time there's been a two or a three of something, they really are learning how to build up that shit? Like this, this really had me having goosebumps at the end. I was like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it also made me feel too like, like I can imagine someone watching it who didn't see um, Walter and, and, and Dragunov. They'll go watch it just based on how that promo package was. So, I mean, again, shout out to whoever they got doing, uh, you know, that whole promo packaging that they did for us in NXT. Kudos to you. You're fucking amazing. I mean, obviously, at the end, Samoa Joe, Karrion Cross. I'm not really going to go deep into that because it's pretty much the same thing as it happened last week. It was cute that William Regal told Samoa Joe in the beginning that, uh, yeah, these same gentlemen that you worked with are going to be ensuring – that uh, you don't do anything with Cross before the match. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And uh, that's pretty much was NXT. I'm sure Matt Michaels would say, well, you forgot the most important part of that night. And there you go. Cue Matt Michaels. <laughs> you did. You did. And that would be Zoe Stark not liking sushi. <laughs> brilliant. You didn't like brilliant. the tentacles and threw it. It's brilliant. It was fucking amazing. Um most of all, because uh, Zoe Stark actually likes sushi. So she actually was acting pretty fucking great in that, uh, in that scenario. Um, it's a good fucking character build between her and Eo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that they're doing something, you know, they're doing stuff. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with, you know, everything and how things change. So, yeah. But, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. um, 
But in the meantime, what, did you, what did you say? No, no, that my that Michaels was done. Go ahead, Michaels. My bad. No, go ahead. What did you say? We didn't hear you. No, I, I said I forgot one, but it wasn't uh, Zoe and Io. It, it, it was the uh, Lover or Libra match. I can't believe I missed that. Man. It was the main event. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of yeah. the main. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I can't believe I missed that. But yeah, that was cool. Maybe not so much the match because I've seen it before. But the conclusion was awesome because it indexed. It, it looks like it's on. It's that I wonder what that index sex is. Yeah, I said it. I just want to know. Tell me. Street. Street. What word have you been saying all night? I mean, Chris in the chat even says tonight's drinking game. Every time Simon says cute, take a drink. Yeah. And you didn't even that... call what Aww. could even be considered as a cute segment cute. Because <laughs> he was too bad. He was too busy spitting in his hand or using a sock during that segment at oh. the end there. First of all, first of all. When you know, uh, socks don't fit. Okay, I need uh, other things. Second of all, I don't use my spit, that's disgusting. But, anyways, you know, you know what? Oh. You're right, that, that, that's cute. There you go. Oh, god, we love you, Simon Street. I know. <laughs> all right. Anybody else want to say anything else about NXT before we move over to AEW? All right. Then oh, let's get into that hot first match on AEW. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <sighs> yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it, man. Yep. AEW Dynamite Homecoming. Oh, man. So how many weeks in a row have we been talking about how AEW delivers on their opening matches that they do every single week? Well, it just goes to show that occasionally the sun does shine on a dog's ass once in a while. <laughs> and, of course, the dog's ass in this match would be portrayed by Juventud Guerrera and Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dude, like, what the fuck was this? I, 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 I would say that it felt like I was watching, like, 2014-era NXT back when it was like a game show, but that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even do it justice. <sighs> <sighs> missed spots, yeah. missed timing. The guys were just off. I mean, and call it what you will. I mean, we've, we've talked about Jericho over the years and how he's kind of reinvented himself and done certain things. It was pretty painfully obvious that during this match, I mean, the guy got winded extremely early and he suffered throughout the rest of the match. Um, him being in there with with Hoovy, these guys just it it did not deliver whatsoever. And mm -mm. unfortunately, I think for the first time in quite a long time, there was a cold match to open Dynamite. And at, after this match was over, yes, Chris Jericho did get the win with a top rope spinning Judas effect. Yay, whatever as if anybody didn't see that coming. Right. Next week, he goes up against Wardlow with MJF at ringside. JR, no, MJF's the ref, is yeah. no, 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 hear me out. So, mistakenly, JR said that MJF would be the ref. However, they did clarify that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as if this segment couldn't get any more of a train wreck. <laughs> oh, 
By God, that, he, he's going to perform with uh, his ass hanging out of chaps, boy, I tell you. It's going to be crazy. Keep in mind, this was the oh. first match of the night, and JR is already saying that shit. <laughs> we that all dude. know about certain things that JR does during the telecasts. <laughs> we've had we've we've been told that uh old JR likes to uh <laughs> kick a couple back like as if he's listening to the Vegas Bad Boys podcast and he's hearing Simon Street say cute <laughs> about 20 times. Right. Hey Jim, cute. if you are listening, Jim. Please just work in the word "cute" on Wednesday. Oh, dude, that would be that yeah. would be awesome. Right? Yeah. Um, you know what was cute though? Vic, Vicky Guerrero wrestling. That was cute. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome what? to like three weeks ago, bro. <sighs> hey, hey! I actually watched this week. I didn't watch three weeks ago. So what? This is my first time. Oh <laughs> shit. Wait, you watched this week, but you saw Vicky wrestle? She was in a match, or did I watch three weeks ago? You Tate? you you, watch, you watched that one that you didn't watch previously. Wow. Wow. Hey, yeah. I'm willing to admit it. Hey, at least I'm one step closer to being current with AEW. They're doing something right. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Nonetheless, um, we're we're starting to look like Chris Jericho and, and fucking Hooventude in here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Shivani interviewed the Dark Order backstage, and uh, from the tone of this interview, it certainly looks like as if Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order are Splitsville. They are no more. Yeah. Uh, wow. And obviously, with the events that transpired later on in the show, it almost seemingly confirmed it, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll see what's going on. Uh, evidently, for now, we're done, he said. So, I don't know. Maybe they're going to get back together. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what they have planned. But um, elsewhere, there was uh, <clears throat> some wonderful debuts going on here. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. Daniel Garcia, Jeff Parker, and Matt Lee, also formerly known as EverRise in NXT, versus Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. As if there was any doubt who was going to win this fucking match. Right. My God, this match, I, this this type of shit belonged Steve. on Dark. But Steve, that's exactly what I was talking about on Raw. They should have just brought those guys up and jobbed on Raw, and at least you saw something different. And so, and let's be real, we know we know that those NXT contracts aren't for nearly as much money as those main roster contracts. So yeah. if we're talking about saving cash, you got a point, Michaels. Um, obviously, to no one's surprise, Moxley, Kingston, and Allen win the match. Uh, they did the right thing, though. They had Darby Allen pick up the pin. Um, so, in essence, you know, everyone out there was putting Darby Allen over uh, as close to a homegrown star as they're going to get. Um, now, why it took 10 minutes to finish this match, I don't know. This, it, quite frankly, I mean, this match could have been done easily in five and, you know, keep it moving. <sighs> Nonetheless, I have, a, I, I have a question. Who is the yeah. little boy in the middle between Everrise? What's his name? The, the little boy that Darby looked like Allen. Daniel Not Garcia. Dar Daniel Garcia. He looked like he, he looked like if you if you took a screenshot of Blake Griffin when he was twelve years old. That's what he looked like. <laughs> Doesn't he look like Blake Griffin? 
But it looked well, like Blake Well, Griffin. if that Blake Griffin lookalike at 12 years old was in the ring, then Darby Allen was an eight-year-old fucking in Cub Scouts waiting for a cupcake or something. <laughs> great, great is Pine Derby car. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got, like, Sting's logo on it. It's, it's all about Sting. <laughs> Dad, did I make you happy? Did I do good today? Role models. That's cute. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, of 10 whatever, uh, it's taken, uh, I guess, Brian Cage 10 months to realize that he never should have been with Taz in the first place. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Right. Oh, fuck. He ain't that and, smart. And I, I, I'll be real. Brian Cage looks amazing. He can do great things in the ring. But that man needs a mouthpiece. He needs a mouthpiece. He needs someone to cut his promos. Um, they should just, put him in a put him in a draw day together and just have Chavo talk for them. Ooh, Chavo! <laughs> you want to know why he does? Because I'm tired of seeing Cage doing all of his promos. Right. Exactly. Talk like this. There's a list. I'm like, like you need. You no, know, you need to do something different, man. I understand your arm only go up this far. Like, do something different when you do it like this. I want to see the whole arm upward. So up next, I do want to talk really quickly about one of the other segments that involved promos, and that would be Shivani interviewing Britt Baker, who they obviously, if you listen to the crowd, they want to cheer Britt Baker. Yet instead, they bring out Red Velvet, and Red Velvet is speaking like the fiery babyface, cutting babyface promos, and she's going into a match at Rampage, the first edition of Rampage, which just so happens to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where Britt Baker is from. <laughs> she is going to be the most over person on the show, probably. Right. And you're booking her as a heel. When you what had her wrestle. Fuck. And, and speaking of Vicky Guerrero wrestling, but you had her wrestle basically as a face in that you know, that tag team match against Vicky and Nyla, it, it, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And these are people who know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> it, 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 Good points. What the hell? Like, I mean, down to the fact that, you know, so she cuts this heel promo and then she still does the damn DMD stuff, the sing-along. Right. What? And on top it, of it, that, but Steve, on top of that, think of it. If you have your own fucking interviewer doing the goddamn thing with her, they're not a heel unless they're threatening your life if you don't do it. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. That, that, was, that was something that just stood out to me like a sore damn thumb. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, obviously uh, I had mentioned that we would – talk about uh, what happened later on with Hangman Adam Page. Well, long story short is uh, Shivani back in the ring for another promo, this time with Hangman Adam Page. And um, he's immediately interrupted by the elite. And there's the whole drama of revisiting that storyline and just continuing that. Um, long story short, beat down ensues, magic killer, uh, V-triggers, 
BTE triggers, the whole deal. Dark Order run out, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson hold them back. So there's the there's the cohesion. If I can look for any positive sign out of this whole shit, it's that, that they didn't allow the Dark Order to run out, save him, and have a weird kind of a standoff. It's They let it happen, and yet again... The triumphant babyface elite stands tall over the, oh, wait, that's right. They're heels. Come on, man. <laughs> it's so cool seeing you get irritated with what they're doing over there. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing is I've said since day one, if, if they do some shit and do some fuckery that I don't agree with, that I'm going to call them out for it. Yeah. Now, I I would lose any and all integrity if I didn't do that. I could sit here and just be a complete AEW maximalist, as some people do being WWE maximalists. <clears throat> anyway, I choose not to. Oh, that's so cute. And and that is cute. Yes, it is. Um, also, elsewhere, we'll talk about the, the main event. Uh, I, one, one thing, actually. Yeah. Layla Hirsch versus uh, The Bunny. In an eight-minute match that was okay, it was great. Layla Hirsch is now the number one contender for the NWA Women's World Championship, and it just so happened that they had Camille in the building. And Camille runs out, walks out there, and gets in front of Layla Hirsch. Holy shit! A visual. <laughs> Layla Hirsch is two feet shorter than Camille, who was tall to begin with, but she's also wearing like five-inch fucking heels. Right. So literally Layla's head is coming up to Camille's tits and it's like, what? You know, it's funny. You're saying that I'm actually watching that one right now. It, it, looks, like, it looks like Dorothy Gale went to like the Munchkin land for a match. No offense to you. Hirsch. You could probably kick my ass. I'll be real with you. It, it's so crazy, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I just yeah. had to point out that visual. Cause yeah, that you know, made me it, laugh. It, it's amazing because uh, Gretel there uh, didn't find her brother Hansel because uh, uh, Hansel was in that match with his daddy Sting, right? Yep, pretty they, much. They, they are the kids on the show, right? <laughs> Layla Hurst and Harvey Allen. Pretty much. Uh, but can we talk for just a moment about the, uh, the main event mm -hmm. of the evening? Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black making his debut on AEW television. And I don't know. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, Mr. Black's debut? I thought it was uh, pretty solid, pretty convincing. And uh, they did what they needed to do, in my opinion. Five-minute squash. Um, put, him, put him over in a very, very con convincing fashion. Had Malachi Black hit him with the Black Mass or whatever they're going to call it. And uh, pins Cody, not with uh, a traditional pin, just puts a foot on his chest and just lets it run. That was what needed to happen. But we'll talk about the post-match in a minute, though. <laughs> what would you guys think about that match? Yeah. Yeah, it looked the same okay. to me. It looked the same uh, to me. I, but I, it, I have, this is consistent. Okay. I have to say that, okay, we gave them a, sh a bunch of shit, like we always do, about Cody possibly you know not putting malachi black over or making it into this you know this back and forth affair he got 
nine uh, Malachi Black had, I'd say, 80% of this match. So it was it was very decisive. It was what it needed to be. And then they fucked it up. And then Cody just had to make the end of the show about himself yet again. So he starts taking off his boots, starts cutting a promo about how they were a, a an alternative, but now they're competition, and that his work here is done, and how he just needs to go off into the sunset. And at this time, I'm like, Yes, that's exactly what needs to fucking happen. Right. Don't let anything fucking transpire. <laughs> Take your boots off, fucking drop the mic, cut, fade to black, no no pun intended, Right. end the show right there. And then Malachi Black hits him over the back with a crutch. So obviously Cody's not retiring. He's not taking any time off. He's still going to be on our TV. And he's going to pick up a win over and, Malachi. And he, and he'll beat Malachi Black at all fucking out. That's yeah. what this comes down to. <laughs> unless, unless the the only the only right. flip that they'll probably do honestly is make it an official retirement match. Please, that's 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 all we can hope for. And, not... and so he, so here I have to stipulate this. I think I think Cody is a good worker. I think he has a great mind for the business, and he has done a lot for you know the development of aew without question he just needs to take some time off of tv and the the show needs to not be about cody fucking Rhodes. i i I don't know how much more bluntly i can be with it you know steve it's not just cody i would i would be happy if they took off cody kenny the bucks just get just get them off tv yeah yeah. Think, Which, about, think five months. Yep. And, and here's the thing is, I, I think that, you know, we could start to see, you know, a slow withdrawal of those guys being, you know, taken off of TV. I'm, and I'm hoping that that's what's happening. We've talked ab- at length about, about Kenny and how his injuries are starting to add up. So, you know, you really have to wonder if the rumors are true as far as what's going to happen at All Out with – you know, they've they've made one too many uh, one too many uh, comments and had secret references here and there. Um, Christian versus Kenny Omega. Obviously, those guys are going to have a great match at All Out. But oh, then, Christ! But then you're going to have CM Punk debut, and you're going to have Kenny drop the belt to CM Punk. That's what's going to happen. Why do we have to see Christian? I'm, I I don't understand. I don't understand. He, you, you, the guy is almost fifty, and you're you're just you're just giving him wins. It's not even right. At, at this point, I, I I think that he may have had it put into his contract that he gets a championship match. Like I it, I in in this is the way that they're fulfilling that. Realistically, I think I think that they will have a a solid match. Um, Christian is a good worker. But by no means does he set the world on fire. See, Edge, I'm doing things over here too. Right. And that's that's <laughs> Yeah. So Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, uh Edge is just going on matches with anybody and we're excited for it at SummerSlam. I'm sure we'll get to that later on. Now, I will mention this and I'm just going to put this out there. This week's AEW Dynamite TV show um, was the fourth one in a row 
of them getting over 1 million viewers and the most viewers that they've had in the 18 to 49 demographic uh, this year, this calendar year. So they're, they're doing the right things and they're picking up steam as they head into all out. So, you know, we'll see where it goes, but I, I think that there you know, were a few missteps on this show that unfortunately overshadowed the rest of the show. It was a very solid show, but the missteps were too, too large. What's very interesting about that demographic and what is so misleading about it with AW fans being who they are is that it's an 18 to 49 demographic. Take out the 30 to 49 year old. And are you growing the younger base? That's the bigger question. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the thing is, is that at some point here, as, as the company is to grow, you want to have people who are, because one of the things I did notice is that if you look very closely at the audience, you're not seeing a lot of kids. Right. Which is very interesting. Yeah, it's true. So I think what what's happening is they're playing to their core audience where they can make money right now, which is, you know, people who are white males over the age of, you know, 30 to 49 who are cynical, you know, people who don't like what the WWE has done and feel that this is better because it's not that. And you're not seeing a lot of the kids. And then what stood out to me is they showed one reaction of the kid. And so that caught my eye and I started looking at the crowd and going, Ooh, we ain't got kids in here. Yeah. So that's something they really need to start focusing which on. Which was the total <laughs> which was the total opposite of what we saw on SmackDown where they were constantly putting the camera on kids. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now the the one the one thing that I do have to point out is since you mentioned that specific demographic, Matt Michaels. Uh, actually, Brian Alvarez, yes, call it what you will, of the Wrestling Observer, he did uh, post some demographic information that if you explicitly look at the 30 to 49-year-old demographics, that AEW Dynamite this week actually beat Monday Night Raw. So for the people that uh, – I'm just saying – They should be. They should be because those people are the ones who came over because they didn't like what what WWE was doing. Right, but that's, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that 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 age bracket is definitely a large part of their of their viewership for sure. But the fact is, they those people that specific subset of the eighteen to forty nine demographic, those are going to be the ones that largely will spend money on your product. So the fact right, that we're they're starting to the see ones, more of it. But they're also the ones who are going to get older sooner and die right. quicker than the 10-year-old who, who has 20 years to get to that point. We, um, we, and won't, we won't even talk about the 50-plus the demo in NXT then. I mean, let's, let's just write them off entirely. I mean, shit. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt because – you you ask the question if you ask the question well why is NXT doing so low in ratings one thing that NXT is not doing as well as the main brand and that is developing younger fans 
you know, and, and again, it's the kids look at NXT. There's not as many kids there as, as there once were. So I think that's a big thing in general. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, the main roster, they don't give a shit is because they're still targeting their stuff for kids and keeping that, that growth going. So I, I, yeah, you have to, you, 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 I mean, and to be honest with you, and I didn't used to always agree, but it's essential, especially within the next 10 years, I said, rest the, the face of wrestling and how it's doled out is going to drastically change to reach and entertain these younger kids because they don't consume media the same way we do at all. Their expectation and standard is different. So if, if rest pro wrestling is going to survive the next 10 years, which I'm sure it will, they definitely have to diversify what they're doing to fit them little 10-year-olds that are like squirrels with nuts. Because that's just basically what it is. And that's cute. <laughs> oh, man. Is that I, like how you're drinking, I like how you're drinking water, but not liquor. <laughs> we'll be dehydrated anymore, the show. I don't awesome. drink anymore. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks, My doctor's forcing me to do that pretty soon. <laughs> All right, Sin City, you covered it. Oh, we're good, bro. This might be a good opportunity to give our unique code that everyone's been hanging out for mm-hmm. so that you have one more word that um, you can add to your arsenal and can walk away with a pair of SummerSlam tickets. So here's the word that you need for this show. It's not even a word. It's a move. It's a wrestling move. D D T. It's not even a it's not even a word. It's three letters. <laughs> yes, three letters. D D T. All right. Don't get it confused with the other uh, D M D or D D P. Right? Bang. Yeah. yeah. Because, see, if you put any of those, then it won't count. And that would suck for you to have all the right words, but mm-hmm. this, but these letters, DDT. So make Not sure... DVD either. <laughs> Not DVD. <laughs> and today is National CBD Day. Yeah. So. <laughs> no CBD. Go. That's not going to work. That's right. All right. DDT. Here's your word. Write that down. And um, and if you're Simon Street, you're smoking PCP. So <laughs> oh, oh, I don't do that no more, man. I'm just regular TAC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel someone's going to be just like rewinding the past one minute over to make sure. Okay, he did say DDT, right? And not DVD. That's funny. All right. There you guys go. DDT. ODB? <laughs> what? Man, you better mind your P's and Q's and practice that OPP. Oh, yeah, you know me. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. Too much fun tonight. Nothing as fun, no, as Impact Wrestling. That's where the fun goes. We're going to kick right into it. Uh, Since City, I know you were saying AEW, they had their homecoming uh show well you know impact had their homecoming pay-per-view that was on their um on their show last week impact plus and so they 
crown their first king and queen. But before I tell you who that is, just a couple other matches. Josh Alexander still your X Division title holder. He's holding it down. Um, I don't know if he's going to do it next time, and we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. Also, Eddie Edwards defeated W. Morrissey. He took his first loss, guys. W. Morrissey finally loses. So Eddie Edwards uh, uh, took him to the shed and uh, and won that. But you're a new homecoming king and queen, Mr. Drama King himself, Matthew Ray Walt, a.k.a. Aiden English, uh, showed up as your king. And ladies and gentlemen, the queen that I've been telling you about since she made her appearance is still showing why she holds that title, Deanna Perrazzo. Yes, she is the queen of that, the first ever Iron Woman of Impact Wrestling, your 2020 Wrestler of the Year, and your 2020 Knockout of the Year as well. She's also your two-time Knockout Champion, but she's just she's just holding it down. So wow, man, it's like it's like watching a Deanna Perazzo match. I just fell asleep for a few minutes. <laughs> what a hater! It is all good. You hate all you want, man. But they are the king and queen. Now, I will tell you, big pay-per-view is going to be coming up. Uh, Empower in NWA, the uh, all-women's pay-per-view, is August 28th and 29th. Found out it's in St. Louis, Missouri. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool place. My, my folks, my cousin, shout out to Micah out there in Kansas City. It's only a four-hour drive. Hmm. Might be a place to go check it out. You're going to see Deanna Perrazzo, who's going to go head up against Melina. You guys remember Melina, uh, mm-hmm. who was once in WWE, but uh, I guess you could still say currently in NWA, if NWA still <laughs> going on. Uh, but yes, yeah. she would have that match for the knockouts mm-hmm. title. So she's looking to take that title from Deanna. I don't know. I don't know if Melina's going to take that. I haven't seen her work in um, NWA, so I don't know if you know she's if she's been holding it down or not. So she's probably about the same as she was in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? She could be better. I mean, she hasn't. Uh, I'm assuming she hasn't been uh, the NWA Women's cha- uh, Champion. So if that's the case. I don't think it is that much better. So I'm, I'm still guessing Deanna's going to hold it. But anyway, that is coming up, uh, Empower. And um, we have some, we have that to look forward to. All right. How did Impact start to show off? Chris Bay versus Jew Robis, uh, Juice Robinson. Jew Robinson. Hey, I'm good. Juice Robinson. And uh, outside of the ring, of course, was uh, Jay White and David Finley. So uh, the fans are really uh, taking into Bay. Now when Bay does his kicks, you actually hear the fans chant Bay. So as you hear that kick, Bay. I mean, the guy's growing. Good thing, good look on him. He had a, um, I guess his art of finesse finisher I guess you could say it's kind of an um, off the rope kind of a kind of a cutter. He he hit that move on to uh, Juice Robinson to win 
the uh, that actual their 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 uh, match, and that right there was pretty impressive to Mr. Uh, Jay White, that to the point of Chris Bay making it back to the um, making it back to the top, and got with um, with Jay White. Jay White handed him a shirt. <laughs> yes. Handed him that shirt, and that shirt said Bullet Club. That's right, Simon Street. He's got wearing the Bullet Club. So it looks like Chris Bay's officially in. Shout out to him. Congratulations on making the NWO. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's all this fucking thing is now. It's just like, here, have a shirt. You're in the Bullet Club now. Well, it wasn't like Except that. Except it's not in just one company. It's throughout the whole fucking industry. So, <laughs> Well, hey, Matt Michaels, you're in luck because the Bullet Club, just like the NWO, needs to give a T-shirt to someone that can hold this team like Virgil did. So they're going to be sending yours in the mail. They just need your, uh, your address. I don't want it. <laughs> You'd make the perfect Virgil of the Bullet Club. You just got to oh, stand I, around I, I, and I act like you do shit. Listen, no I'll, offense to Virgil, I'm just I'll do I'll do it for anything else, but for Bullet Club, fuck it. I don't want to be just another person, just another body in Bullet Club. Well, you know what? You're looking at it like that, not the fans. They're excited for his uh, being uh, added to the group. So be excited for for them and him, Matt Michaels. Okay. Damn, I don't always, trust. I don't trust these Bullet Club people. They're fucking. You, you see them. You see them. You got like fucking Kenny Omega doing all his dirty shit. And, I mean, everything's dirty with these Bullet Club people. But he, <laughs> he's the cleaner. He can clean it up after he's dirtied it up. So I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Jay White, David Finley, this Saturday resurgence in L.A. Uh, of course, that's why they're still uh, uh, beefing, and they're actually going to have a a uh, tag match this Thursday on Impact. One more match where I guess where you will have again Chris Bay and um, and Jay White against Juice and David or Finn Juice, as I say. And uh, yeah, and it's leading all up to this Saturday, so it should be a great uh, time. We'll talk about more of that match in LA when we get over to New Japan, but um, exciting times for that. Now you remember, guys. Last week, I was a, I was thrown off because Emergence, which is the next pay per view, happened to fall on SmackDown, and it was a head scratcher. I'm going, what the heck? And it was promoted, SummerSlam. and it was SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I'm sorry. Yes, um, at SummerSlam, and it was a head scratcher because I was confused as to why that date was the same. Well, apparently somebody must have got with them and said, um, hey, boss, there's a big event going on that same day. So they changed the date to the day before. It's going to be Friday, August 20th. That's going to be the emergence pay-per-view. You know, and that's fair because Impact normally have their shows on Saturday, just like WWE mostly time have their pay-per-views on Sunday. So they probably didn't, didn't even see that that happened, and, and someone really just had to say, hey. <laughs> you know what? Here's a funny thought, though. Yeah. And this is very interesting because of the fact that the WWE was considering not doing SummerSlam here because of the Pacquiao fight. Right. So 
if if SummerSlam wasn't happening, you still have the Pacquiao fight, and they would have still been running their pay per view versus that. So, <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. But they changed it, so now it's going to be Friday. Uh, you get a chance to see that, and um, we'll see where that goes. There was an X Division number one contender match uh, to go against Josh Alexander. And it was Jake Something versus Davari versus Rohit versus Trey Miguel. And Jake Something won. So, man, Jake versus um, Josh Alexander. That's going to be interesting. I mean, I would Not never. Not as th- interesting as, as seeing Jake Something on the Natural Boring Killers card out here in Las Vegas on Friday. The, uh, oh, shit. They moved their pay-per-view to Friday. Is Jake something going to be able to be in the fucking thing now? Wow. Jesus Christ. The whole big mix-up. Wow. Yeah, because I'm sure he's going to be in this uh, this X Division title match that's going to be taking place. Yep. Something to think Did about. Get to Vegas by 11 p.m.? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You know what? He's got to take, take Callis's corporate jet. Got to take the yeah, corporate jet. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Jake something. <laughs> hey, think of it as a big payday, right? All right. Um, yes. So that's going to be the match for uh, for that. So that should be interesting um, seeing Jake something to uh, go against that uh, for that X Division title. So we have that. Um, there also was a match, the Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering versus Fire and Flavor. So they've kind of been teasing the idea of Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan just, um, you know, having issues with one another. And apparently after losing this match, it kind of finally uh, took place. But instead so of... You mean her contract ran up. <laughs> Whose contract? Kira. Kira, yeah. You oh, know that, right? I don't know that, no. Yeah, that's what happened, bro. Gotcha. Kira's okay. a free agent. Wow. Okay. That's hey, good for her. Wherever she goes, she's going to stand out. So I'm with it. Uh, ne- ne- nevertheless, instead of um, Tasha attacking her, which it seems like that was about to ha- uh, happen, um, there was someone I'm not too familiar with. It seemed like she's she's from the indie scene. Her name is Savannah Evans, and she's uh, five foot nine, uh, so very tall. Still right over uh, uh, Kiera and just pretty much pounded on her. So she did the whooping on uh, on that. Where Tasha just kind of sit back and looked like, oh well. And so um, <laughs> it seemed like that's kind of where they left that. So that, yeah, that makes sense now to hear that. But um, but we'll see where they go with. Um, with uh, Kiara and what they go with Savannah uh, Evans, who's um, who's looked like she's going to start making a name for herself here at um, at Impact as well. The very last thing of the show I talk about there was, of course, uh, Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Edwards, and Sammy Callahan had a match against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega, and we always know where this is going to go. Kenny Omega, th- their team always loses. Kenny never takes the pin. Carl Anderson always takes the pin. And that was the end of that particular match. Now, this Thursday, there would be a number one contenders match for Kenny's belt. It's going to be a 20-man, I guess, battle royal or something. Whoever's the last one will be the one that will um, take on Kenny for the Impact 
wrestling um, title. So we'll see what happens this Thursday. And that would be on Emergence also, which would be on the 20th. So that's what everything's going to be leading up there. I don't know who's going to – I mean, I guess whoever's going to win it. Yeah, I, I don't know who it, who it can be, especially if we're going off what you were saying, Sin City, uh, CM Punk coming in and from the AEW. Well, that's from AEW, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I bet. <laughs> you don't even know what fucking belt yeah. he's defending. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? And I was shocked because he did happen. He, he actually remembered to bring the belt this time you know he's sometimes forget that he's even champion whatever he did bring the impact title this time and so uh you know we'll see where that go but uh and again i have no clue who's gonna come out on top to fight him but i'm assuming whoever it is they're probably still gonna lose to him as he's trying to be the belt god so Nevertheless, that's what's going on with Impact Wrestling. There was a lot more going on this past week than um, than what had been going on. So really good stuff. And, um, you know, maybe they're really pushing for a good weekend. Being that, I mean, August is just a month of wrestling all the way around, right? Everyone's having these shows and pay-per-views, local shows. I mean, everyone's pushing as hard as they can around, uh, I guess you could say, SummerSlam. Or just maybe the whole idea of just being free. You know, they just let's just do something. It's just a lot of things going on and and uh and that's that. So we'll move over to SmackDown and uh Matt Michaels. What was going on there? Uh Zelina Vega. Yay, great. We get to see her come in and demand shit and lose. Great. Big deal. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's it's hysterical. Tony Storm comes out, beats her, and then uh, Selena gets title shots right after that. So, yep. have have the logic to that. Um, but at least we get to see someone else getting their ass kicked than uh, you know Carmella. So that's fine by me. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously they're setting up Sasha and Bianca, so it, everything's going to be you know very. Uh, you know, make sure make sure Bianca doesn't get injured before SummerSlam. That's yeah, goal number one. That's it. Yep. Um, and then of course, same kind of thing. You got Roman Reigns. Uh, Cena. It was Suicide uh, Squad premiere week, so obviously John was uh, taking care of business with that. And if you want to see John fucking just nail it and knock it out of the park in Suicide Side Squad, it was fabulous job that he did with Seen that character four times. But you can't see him. Oh, well, I don't give a shit. All I tell you is the best John Cena I've ever seen in my fucking life. I like him that way. That's all I'll say. Watch the movie and you'll see why. <laughs> well, apparently Simon likes him that way. So take that as you may. <laughs> um, Thank you for saying so we uh, we got Roman Reigns, of course, now uh, kind of in this little uh, back and forth with Finn Balor. Uh, we got to see Balor just basically beat the shit out of baron corbin which is wonderful um i just you know i just want to say going back to that segment i just like how roman just took the mic and threw it at him i mean yeah. that was just it just it turned around and left i mean that's just great that's just great stuff man i was like no he did like you've never seen someone just take a mic and just throw him like you know now i'm out of here you know i don't know man it's just there's just no wrong right now that's coming from that that whole that whole story 
yeah. I mean, when you got the performers who can do it and execute it well, then, you know, it, it comes off good. And um, obviously Finn Balor doesn't need um, any kind of positioning to, you know, move him up or anything. So he's, he's a, a very believable person to kind of, you know, hold this little spot till SummerSlam happens without having to use John that much in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure I would assume that the contract that he has only allows for X amount of actual matches. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably why we're, we're not seeing him actually physically in the ring yet. Um, but um, you know, uh, can't go wrong with that. Of course, Paul Heyman just, you know, fabulous as always, especially with that backstage segment. And uh, then you have Big E just kind of show up with a briefcase. Yeah. Um, so. Just laughing hysterically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, they're learning. They're learning that simply just by having people laugh, it actually fucking can work. Yeah. As we've seen with Bailey and as we saw again with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins uh, cutting a wonderful little uh, promo interaction with uh, Edge and uh, leading that up to, uh, you know, taking that where he thinks he has the high road and then all of a sudden Edge pushes his buttons to then bring out that that side of Seth that is just, you know, just butthurt by everything, you know, and just so mad. And it's just like, it's just perfect. It actually could be a very, very good match uh, on SummerSlam's card. So uh, that's, you know, and if you look at the way the building of this card is, you know, it's going to be one of your strongest cards of the year, Um, you know, at least on paper. So as it should be, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that at at times they've they've kind of um, whiffed on SummerSlam. You know, sometimes it just it it's like eh, all right, but when they when they can stack the the card, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, we we uh, then again have to sit through um, an Apollo Cruise match on SmackDown. Whoop do you fucking do? Um, oh God, we got to see Dominic Russell. Yay! Um, I. This is what I can't figure out. Your wrestlers. Has no one just been able to tell him, here's a syringe, start putting it in your ass, kid? <laughs> or, did, or did he eat a whole bunch of fucking meat? I, I don't even think eating meat could do anything for him at this point. I think, I mean, come on, dude, when's the last time you've seen someone who's a Mexican heritage be that thin? Right, you eat a lot of food when you're in a, a Mexican family, right? You should be like, you know, a, a nice, bulky kid, but he's not. He's like thin as a rail. So, um, so either pump him up with steroids or get him off coke, whatever the. <laughs> Damn, you got him on coke. <laughs> I didn't get him on coke. Obviously, someone else probably did, but. Um, yeah, man, uh, I, you know, you know what Dominic needs? Dominic needs a woman. Maybe they should do a segment on SmackDown where, you know, somebody, you're going to say a sister, aren't you? 
You're going to say a sister. I'm not going to say sister. You're going to say sister, but I'm not going to say that. You're going to end up taking him to Tijuana. He's going to get drunk. He's going to be at a donkey show. I see where this is going. The I don't know about the donkey show, but I'm just saying he need to put. I'm saying if you put a little bit of something on your mouth, you might get a mustache. That's all I'm going to say. Expressed on this show. But I'm You're sorry. I'm just replaced. writing. I'm just writing this down exactly. so I can make an audio recording a little later on. <laughs> but, I mean, okay. All there right. you go. That, there you go. So that's SmackDown to its uh, to its T. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, Thank you much for that, man. We appreciate that, Matt Michaels. ROH, they're still doing the Women's Tournament Championship. There were two matches that took place. Um, yeah. Simon Street watched that, too. We got a chance to see uh, the host of the show normally, uh, Quinn McKay, when it went against Mandy Leon, of course, one half mm-hmm. of Allure. And... Um, yeah, that was actually it was a good match. I mean, Quinn did what she had to do, and she and she won that match. So um, popular vote wins. Yeah, fan vote wins. So I mean, uh, you, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say um, in the next match because I felt like you were going that way with uh, Trisadora and Marty Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really good match, um, and the reason why I say it was more with. Uh, Trish Adora, I'm not really familiar with her, but the promo package they gave of her was 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 pretty uplifting. Yeah. You know, her kind of saying that you know uh, you know how she always was treated different and whatnot, and uh, you know how she wants. But I, I really like the move she calls instead of a lariat. She <laughs> call it lariat Tubman. Yeah, and I was like, all right, and, and uh, it. I, I will say I don't have a favorite in the tournament just yet. But she's definitely somebody I have my eye on. <clears throat> yeah, the women's tournament is is really turning out well. And the reality of it is, is you may know some or you may not know none of these women. A lot of them are coming from um, indie um, uh, spots. But, you know, they maybe have had some, um, uh, maybe have been a part of ROH at one point uh, in their time. I think uh, Marty Bell, I think they said had a match once in 2019. Mm-hmm. 2019 that was on there so um so most of the women do you may or may not but ultimately you know they're working their way to finding that that number one uh person who that would be so it's a really good tournament we'll see where it goes every week they're doing just a couple of matches and they uh, look like they're at least got maybe another three weeks to go before we find out uh who's going to win that but, yeah, um, but it looks like three weeks from the bracket. Yeah. About three weeks. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. And um, and good stuff. If you get a chance to check it out. There was also a match with the Ring of Honor World Champion Bandito and, uh, and Ray Horace versus Violence Unlimited Brody King and one half of the ROH Tag Team Champion Chris uh, Dickinson. So... Uh, that right there was a really, really good match um, watching him. And, of course, I I, I don't get to see Mandito uh, fight that much. But I watching this, you really get to see just how strong this guy really is when you, when you see him. When you're able to pick up a Brody who's not some, <laughs> you know, small dude, 
and just be able to do half of the moves that he was able to do with him. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely uh, definitely got some strength on him and some skills, and 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 you can see why he's also the Ring of Honor champion in that match. And yes, they did end up winning uh, against Violence Unlimited. As soon as Bandito and Ray Warriors won that, of course, comes out LFI, and they just came out beating up on 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 everybody in the ring. So uh, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Uh, of course, Roosh wants his title back, and uh, you know we'll see where they go. They actually have an event coming up uh, again. This one is <laughs> August twentieth and twenty first in Philadelphia, and this one's called Glory by Honor. I mean, the whole weekend, guys, I mean, if you're, if you're local base here, you're not going to be able to really watch any of those, okay? And if you're not Vegas base, at least you have a bunch of options you can choose. Uh, Impact, uh, uh, Ring of Honor, and even some of the indies got their own uh, um, platforms you can watch, like Future Stars of Wrestling, which if you really wanted to still watch that, you know, just join Aaron and you can still watch that as well. Fight Fight TV. Fight TV. Okay, Fight TV. Yeah, yeah a lot of that stuff's all going to be on Fight TV. Got you. So Fight TV is going to be, a, has got a very busy weekend, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, August 20th and 21st, apparently. Glory by Honor. That's the next one that they're having. So we'll see where that happens. All right. That is Ring of Honor. Uh, last one of the night is uh, New Japan and Sin City. We kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, this Saturday night is going to be a huge card. Uh, just just to kind of mention some of the matches we can expect. And again, it's this Saturday, August 14th. Um, it's going to be at, at 8 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern. You have the Never Openweight Championship, Jay White versus David Finley. That right there is going to be great. The IWGP United States Champion Lance Archer versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, you got John Moxley in a mystery partner versus Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. You know who that uh, mystery partner going to be, Sin City? Sammy Callahan. Is it? That's a rumor. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Callahan, Callahan and Moxley uh, have uh, connections dating back to the start of Moxley's career, and he hasn't he hasn't linked up with Callahan in years. So, oh wow, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Fred Rosser, Rocky Romero, and Willer Yuta versus TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita. I'm assuming that's yeah. going to be a crazy match, right? It's going to be good. Yeah. This whole show is top to bottom, just it is stacked. Carl Fredericks yeah. versus Alex Coughlin. Yeah. Mm. And then we have here Tom Lawler, J.R. Uh, Kratos, Jarrell yep. Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Danny Limelight versus Leo Rush, Brody King, Chris Dickinson, Fred Yehai, and Yuya Yumera. Did I do that one? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> man, I you know what? I this is definitely something you got. I mean, this is pretty big, right? This entire show oh, yeah. that's happening uh in, you know, that's happening in LA. I, I hear there's still there's just a tad bit of seats left. I can't believe it's just haven't fully sold out. Yeah. It, it's a the only thing that I can figure, I mean, it's it's a venue of 2500 capacity. 
Okay. And at, last time I checked, there were like less than 50 tickets available. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was so, a small amount. Yeah. So if you happen to be in the LA area this Saturday, go check that out, guys. I mean, go. This is, <laughs> yeah. This is going to be exciting. And, um, and that's that. Um, I also thought what was interesting, it, it's on the other, let's see if I can pull this up here, is, oh, oh, there it is. Okay. So apparently, uh, New Japan also, they announced that they had completed their vaccination program for their talent. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So I guess everybody on their staff and all of their talent um, has been vaccinated, I guess, for the protection of people who they're going to be performing for and performing with. And, um, you know, and it seemed like I, I, I just saw that and it was just kind of like, wow, I, I haven't heard of any other promotion uh, doing anything like that. But, uh, I mean, but, you know, shout out for them. It looked like they really want to take this kind of, serious to not get somebody sick you know the worst thing you could do is go have a great time at a wrestling show and now you end up finding out that somebody who's coming to the ring give you something that you didn't want so i mean shout out to them um i don't know of anyone else i, I doubt any other is going to do that but you know i, I just wanted to just kind of mention that, that yeah you know you, you you might start seeing that because uh the cat's out the bag it's not against the law to uh, require, if you choose to do so, people be vaccinated in order to work. Yeah, I know it's a very, very one of those touchy subjects or whatever that that's that really taking place today. And no matter where you you kind of stand on that, I, I just looked at that because again, it was for a wrestling organization to to make everybody, and that's including their staff. So even people who not, who's not talent, uh, but you work for them, you also had to be vaccinated from New Japan as well. Um, I'm curious, just out of curiosity, Cincy, do you know if that was also for the New Japan America side or that is mostly for the Japan side? Just for the Japanese side. Okay, got you. I figured that. I just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just for New Japan, gotcha. uh, New Japan proper. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, we, uh, we'll just see kind of how that works out for them. So, I mean, all of that is our wrestling talk, guys. We look like we have um, completed it. And um, I, I guess local. Is there anything, Matt Michaels, should we mention local base that we should talk about before we end this and head over to three count? No, um, you'll hear uh, on the Falco Files a little bit of what happened this past weekend. Okay. Um, high octane show, but um, this is an off week because then the week after is SummerSlam. So. Right, yeah. All right, guys. Well, look, thanks for hanging out for us. You got the code. If you're watching us, you just want to stay tuned. We take a quick five-minute break, and then we're going to prepare for three count. Three good topics, as normal, that will keep you really interested. If you're listening to us, thanks for downloading the podcast. Tell others about it. We are approaching, folks, um, 400th episode. It sounds crazy thinking of that. 400 episodes. We've been doing this for a while. We're going to be doing this for a minute because we have – a lot of fun doing this and you know it's all opinion uh, opinionated you know we're not we're not wrestlers or you know people that have connections within the industry you know profits say it again 
not profits. Profits, yeah. Hey, we just hey, we just got our our, our our opinion and we just try to make it as exciting as we can telling you about it. So we thank you for hanging out with us. And uh you got your code. So the next show, when you hear it, Vegasbadboys.com. That's where you want to go to input all the information so you can be in the drawing to win two tickets for SummerSlam. That'll be here in a couple of weeks in Vegas. All right. So until then, thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.